to be sure, tis Ender Caldwell, the little leprechaun, and you're listening to the What Difference Does It Make St. Paddy's Day Special with Holly and Dave. All right. Moving along. Moving right along. Welcome to What Difference Does It Make? Hey. Thank you. Hi, Holly. Hi, Dave. Or how do you say hello in, or in, in Gaelic? In Gaelic. Welcome. Why didn't we prepare for this? I don't know. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Or maybe you'll listen to this after St. Patrick's Day when you're in a St. Patrick's Day mood. I, I hope you do because there's going to be some great music. You think so? I know so. Really? I know so because I picked at least half of it. Well, this was your your doing. You picked. I it was all. the impetus. Yes, you were. So, yeah, you've got, uh, what does St. Patrick's Day mean to you as a Jewish girl from the Valley? <laughs> it means uh, beer. What's your beer of choice? I, uh, probably. You're a wine, not, your beer yeah. of choice is a red wine, isn't it? White wine. What, really, white yeah. wine. But um, I can always go for a Corona or Heineken or Dos Equis or uh, actually Maybe a, a Stella. Stella. <laughs> yeah, I don't, okay, I should not say this and I know you're not going to edit it out, but I don't like Guinness. Okay. No, I understand that. You're supposed to drink it warm, too. It's really gross. I had it for the first and only <laughs> time in Dublin a few years ago. Oh, yeah? Never had Guinness before that. Yeah. What's Dublin like? I've never been there. Dublin is awesome. Yeah? Dublin is so awesome. Music all day, every day. Kind of like Nashville that way. Mm-hmm. Just great, fun music. You can wander in and out of pubs all day and just hear music. And it's beautiful. And the bridges and the water. If we stayed, I stayed near the River Liffey. You go with that. You'll I'll go with that. that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I went for work. I went for a conference, but I stayed um, a few days and toured. And uh, yeah, it's really very, very cool. You know, there's, fun, there's just everything. And the people are cool. Can you understand what they say? I love an Irish accent. Yeah. It's Scottish that is hard to understand. Scottish accent. Irish is hard, too. Yeah. I find. I, like, I find it really charming. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They could be cursing you out and like, oh, tell me that again. Can you say that? <laughs> what do you really think of me? <laughs> Kick you up your arse and your, you know. Oh, very good. Is that your Irish? No, it's brogue? not. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> yeah. What, what does St. Patrick's Day mean to you? Uh, usually, well, in the past, it means I, I would be at South by Southwest. <laughs> oh. um, I was usually in Austin during that time. And, you know, they, Shut down 6th Street. Yeah, they have like a big tent. And of course, every city, every city in the U.S. celebrates St. Patrick's Day in some way. It's Irish Catholic, but everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. I don't know that anybody knows the the people who celebrate know the actual meaning. I don't. It's uh, the death of St. Patrick. And who was St. Patrick? St. Patrick. Is he the patron saint of something? Yeah, he was a... Beer? The patron saint of beer. Yeah, as I I did write down some, uh, because I did some research, of course. (laughs) Yay! Yeah, well... He he was born wealthy, this uh, St. Patrick, and or this this guy named Patrick at the time. But allegedly at 16, he was kidnapped by Irish raiders and taken as a slave. And then he spent six years there working as a shepherd. And during that time, he found God. God told Patrick to flee the coast where a ship would be waiting for him. And he made his way home. And he then went on to become a priest, converted thousands to Christianity. But I mean, allegedly he he drove the snakes out of Ireland, but there's no snakes in Ireland. So I don't know. Maybe it was snakes, meaning uh, non-Christians, non-Catholics. Who is knows? that what they call? I, okay. I don't know. But that the St. Patrick's Day is the day that he died on March 17th. Okay. How did, who, how did he get to be a saint, though? 
by converting, you know, by because being, you, can, you have to convert a certain amount of people in I, order to achieve sainthood. I don't know. My <laughs> my daughters went to Catholic school, but they never told me uh, what you need to do to become a because uh, you're a Jewish saint. cynic. Yeah, it's, you have to create some sort of uh, you have to create some sort of miracle, and I guess maybe that was the miracle of converting or chasing the snakes out of Ireland. Who? Something like that. Okay. So we celebrate by drinking enormous amounts of whiskey and, and beer. Do you like whiskey? It's not my favorite, but I'll certainly drink it in honor of St. Patrick. Well, you drink whiskey in a jar? This is my segue. Okay. <laughs> Do you know whiskey in a jar? Whiskey you know the in song? a jar. You know that song? Sounds I mean, like a Leonard Skinner song. And then, no, it was, well, see, I remember it from Thin Lizzy. Oh, so is that your first song, Whiskey in a Jar? Whiskey in a Jar, for <laughs> sure. Did you like Thin Lizzy? Were you a, a fan, a, a moderate fan, but they are not on my list. They are, you know, Thin Lizzy, so Irish, and mm-hmm. they power trio, power, and just a rocking band, though. They were so good. Yeah. If you dig into their the Thin Lizzy catalog, you'll discover so many amazing songs. Maybe that'll be my St. Patrick's Day celebration uh, for myself. Give them Lizzie a, a, a listen. Oh, so good. Metallica did it, but yeah. before Thin Lizzy and Metallica, I, I guess the earliest recording was in 1951 by Seamus Enos. <laughs> Can't beat that. Yeah, Although that, he probably did. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the Highwaymen did it, Seekers, or uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary, the Dubliners. And it's just a, that's just a great song about whiskey in a jar. Oh, my God, drinking and. I mean, it's just so Irish. As I was going over the far-famed Kerry Mountain, I met with Captain Farrell and his money he was counting. I first produced me pistol and I then produced me rapier, crying, stand and deliver, for you are me bold saver. Ho! Whack for the diddle oh, whack for the diddle oh, there's whiskey in the jar. Whack for the diddle oh, whack for the diddle oh, there's whiskey in the jar. But yeah, they, they did this cover song. Apparently it was a cover, which I always thought was an original, but Whiskey in a Jar is a great way to start off your St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll do that. Yes. Well, maybe you, I'll wake up to you, it. And you could sing the Musharam Damadu Damada, just the, the yes. way they... Next time we toast with our whiskey shots of whiskey, we'll uh, we'll sing that. Yeah, we that, forgot that, that, that today. That refrain. We sh- <laughs> I know. Next time. Bring Next some Jameson. Hour. Do you drink Jameson? Well, I would, and I did in, in oh, Dublin. Jameson is so good. Oh. Okay, that'll be your next birthday present. Yeah. But you allowed me to lead into mine. Okay, good. Because also, like with all of our specials that contain music that I love, I I have a hard time categorizing them. I don't know, you know, I don't know what to, you know, what to talk about first. And then I realized I could probably, I'm going with the the super obvious. 
Super obvious. Come on. Come on. Well, but I, Thin Lizzy is, lead, is actually leading me into this. It's kind of my opening. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I would think, uh, you know, Irish and your love of U2, you would go into U2. Yes, there oh. you go. Okay. Okay. So, so I could have, we could have done a whole special on U2, but I didn't want to, you know, limit us that way. We have. First episode. <laughs> yes, so, oh, that's true. But this time, I, I didn't know what to do with U2, and I couldn't. I have such a hard time picking a favorite song. Okay. But you did. Well, I picked a few because I went through all just the 80s albums, of which there were many. Okay. Right? Starting uh, with uh, 1980. By the way, I've eliminated the 80s completely in my list. Oh, see, I, I cheated a little bit, but I tried to stick with it. Okay. Oh, I, you stuck did? a little okay. bit, yeah. Well, good. Okay, so we'll, we're, we're varying today. We're straying from our, our yes. mission statement. For St. Patrick. Yeah. In the name of St. Patrick. Yes. Okay. Well, I stuck to the 80s with you, too, and I kind of went through all the albums that were released in the 80s. Starting with Boy. Do you so, remember Boy? Well, yeah. Didn't it come out in 78, 79? Uh, it says 80. All I, right. On the information, I was 80, and then, right. and then October was 81, <laughs> okay, and War was 83. Okay. So consider me cheating, okay? Fair enough. Well, I chose Uncat Dub from Boy, which is- Is that the way to say it? I don't know. Any, feel free to correct me. Anybody who's listening, if you know, if you know you're Hold Gaelic, on. well, do you know, it's, it's Gaelic for the black cat. You know, Bono failed Gaelic in high school. Well, I had trouble in English. <laughs> okay. That, so I guess that, that stands to reason. Okay. And Bono says the song is definitely about sex and always live. It's, he would never, I, I, I feel like he would never talk about sex. He doesn't talk about sex. Or, I mean, and there's in certain his songs, things, like there's no yeah. like sex songs in YouTube music. Maybe this was the latter, you know, maybe I mean, this was interview early. was later and then he just decided that this was about sex. No. He said it was. It's about. Oh, it's actually about a woman that he had an affair with after he and his girlfriend at the time, who is who is now his wife, who has been his wife, thirty some odd years and forty years almost. Yeah, so he had an affair when they were on a break, and they got back together. We were on and he a got break. married. <laughs> yes, Ross, you got some information for me. How do you say uncat dub? Uncat do. Type tour? No, I just saw their wall. They had, there's a tribute wall there. Oh, okay. And I, I saw it, but no, I didn't do anything else. They were actually there at the time I was there. They were celebrating something at Vegas. They own a hotel there. Oh, okay. I cannot remember what it's called. Yes. I know, I know my friend went, did one of those tours. They went in the alleyway where they dropped the bottle in uh, I Will Follow. You know, you hear that bottle bouncing around. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if I go back, I think I'll do that. But there's a lot to do there. I mean, it's, it's a fun city. Yeah, I got to Go. do that. I highly recommend okay. it. Okay. Did you know that there are two Bloody Sundays in Irish history? I did not know this. Okay. Please enlighten. <laughs> the first one was in 1920 when British troops fired into a crowd at a football match in Dublin in retaliation for the killing of British undercover agents. But the second one uh, was on January 30th, 1972, when British paratroopers killed 13 Irish citizens at a civil rights protest in Derry in Northern Ireland. So Yeah, there's we, been a lot of music about uh, that. The Irish write a lot about that. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's a big part of their history. It's a huge and, part. Of, you're right, exactly. Yeah. What do you got? 
Well, what I do you have? Can't talk Irish music without uh, without talking the Pogues, <laughs> who I love insanely, and I always play them during this time of year. While you're drinking and your Guinness and, and your Jameson, yes. Or I should be drinking Sally McLeman, which is a, a stout that Shane wrote about. Whenever I hear this song, I feel like I should have one foot on the table, have a, a pint in my hand, and I'm swinging it back and forth. I mean, more like a pirate or something. It's just that sounds very piratish. I know, but I feel like I should be doing a jig. I mean, it's just it's dancing a jig, dancing and just uh, loving it. Uh, yeah, Sally McMahon. It's just about a, a musician, uh, and he's you know just traveling around, but he's drinking beers, and you know they're <laughs> celebrating being together. You know, being in this club right now. It's a lot of lyrics here, but it's just so much fun. In my mind, I'm like <laughs> jumping up yeah. on a table and singing a song. I can picture it. Well, Jimmy Glide, I'm on again, the pub where I was born. He played it from the nighttime to the pace of early morn. He sold the souls of psychos and the men who had the horn. And they all looked very happy in the morning. But Jimmy didn't like his place in this world of ours. Where the other man brought Starman's decks and he had too many pairs. So I sad to see the grieving of the people that I'm leaving. And he took the road for God knows in the morn. yeah yeah and again shane uh wrote the song and but the pogues they you know they got that uh that irish whistle them body Oh, it's so great. Yeah, just the whole song. And I mean, the Pogues, they, this is from, um, which album? Oh, Run, Sodomy, and Lash. That's the one Elvis Costello produced. Uh, and this was the introduction. This just came out in the 80s, so it counts. Um, <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, it was my introduction to the Pogues. And the first time I heard it, like, well, this is just weird music, or it's just Irish music. It was, but after a while, you know, I kind of stuck with it. I, I guess I trusted Elvis Costello, or I was trusted. Right, blindly we would trust Elvis <laughs> Costello. Trusted other people, like, oh, this could, this is probably good. And then the more I play, like, oh, wow, this is. <laughs> I really got into it. Thanks, Elvis. Besides, yeah, besides these fun songs, there's thoughtful. These, you know, a lot, there's a lot to get into and run Sadman and the Lash, and a lot of dealing with, uh, you know, Sunday Bloody Sundays and, mm-hmm. you know, going to war and being miserable. I mean, it's 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 all in. Just <laughs> think if their culture didn't, ha- if there wasn't this war going on, we would have so many less songs. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it reached number 54 on the charts in the UK, but it's one of their best known songs. And it's, it's always been, it's a, the band always plays it. It's so much fun. You know, I used to think Sally McLemann was a woman, but it's, yeah. but it's not. It's a stout. <laughs> Death and drinking is all Irish. of it. Oh, I, I, I feel I feel bad because it feels like I'm I'm like you know oh this is what we think of the Irish as just uh, no. you know drinking drinkers who no who, yeah. there are some very intellectual yes some intellectual yes there are Irish and cerebral yes well and, and that's well why, we're coming to some of them yeah and that's why I like the Pogues I mean they, it was yeah. a well rounded version of, of mm-hmm. what it was like to be uh, and what what it is like to be an Irishman and yeah. so. But that was always my favorite song, and it makes me think of St. Patrick's Day. Well, those happen to be the catchiest, the ones that, that, that sound the most Irish, like party Irish. Probably. Yeah. yeah, so that's a good one. Yeah. 
So you're listening to our celebration of St. Patrick's Day. We're going to have a virtual drink and we will be back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Welcome back to the What Difference Does It Make podcast and our special St. Patrick's Day episode and celebration of all things Irish. Okay, so do you remember a band, and I guess they are still around and set whether the singer is singing solo or the band is doing anything, Hot House Flowers? Oh, I remember Hot House Flowers. Good pull. Oh, they they have a place in my heart and my, and my music library because it must have been the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go to Canadian Music Week in Toronto? No. When I worked for Westwood One, I used to go to Canadian Music Week. Okay. Uh, one of the events I went to at a radio station, Hot House Flowers played, and it was just a piano. I sat right next to the piano the whole time, just listening, and it was so beautiful. He has such a beautiful voice, and the songs just grabbed me. My favorite album of theirs is called Songs from the Rain. The only album they released in the 80s was, was called People. It was 1988. Don't remember what was what were the singles the like the there I, there were no singles from oh, that album wasn't it Don't Go was yes that, that was a single that was don't, from was that from eighty eight 
Yeah, I think so. That was from their debut. Yeah. That's the one I remember the most. Yeah. Obviously, I just, I just blurted it out. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I just didn't, I wanted to go with my favorites. So they were 1993. But yes, that was a single from, that would be the one that people people know the most. But they, they just kind of not come to a, oblivion because that's not a nice thing to say, but they just didn't, you know, they didn't achieve any, any greater success, but they have such a great sound, mm-hmm. such a, like the strong piano and his voice. Just have a listen. Look out your window on a winter's morning. Your breath is steaming, there's frost falling in the sun. Cast a spell upon the road. A thing of beauty is not a thing to ignore. Great song of beauty. Stand by a river on a moonlight evening. Lovers are loving and grievers are grieving. In the water is a dance upon the stones. I knew okay. after- I do know their names, but uh, I won't be able to pronounce them. Can we just call him Liam? Well, my name is Liam O'Manley. I was born in 1964. O'Manley. In Mount... Liam O'Manley. Very nice. Yeah, so Hot House Flowers. Give that a good listen when you... In fact, the whole... Uh, a good listen. Album. A good listen as not opposed just to a, a bad listen. Not just a horrible listen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you have? All right. Well, I'm going to a uh, traditional band. It's just traditional Irish with me for right now. I like tradition. You heard of the Chieftains? Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah. So the Chieftains uh, recorded with Mick Jagger and Madonna. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just crazy. And actually in the 80s, they had an album that came out with Van Morrison. Another Irish man. Yes. <laughs> I had to eliminate him from my list. I just had too many great Irish artists. This album, Irish Heartbeat, was voted the 29th best album of 1988. Oh. And the NME named it second greatest album of the year. And even Rob Sheffield said it showed Morrison in a livelier, more enthusiastic state than on his previous records during the 80s. Meaning he was phoning it in in the 80s until he, oh. <laughs> he hung out with the Chieftains. Uh, they've won a number of Grammy Awards and um, they've been around forever. Uh, and so, yeah, in uh, 88, they put out this album called Irish Heartbeat. And there's a song, a traditional Irish song called Star of the County Down. It's a love song. Someone's <laughs> guy walking around and sees a lovely lady. What, ki- what kind of hair does she have? It seems like every Irish lass has this type of hair. A bob? And now, uh, the, co- <laughs> the color is always nut brown. Oh. Nut, nut brown hair. Oh, I don't really? Know. It seems like I, I hear that a lot. So this guy meets a, a maiden. A lovely lady. <laughs> and he asks about her, Who the, who's the maid with the nut brown hair? And this guy smiled at me and he says, he smiled at me and he says, says he, that's the gem of Ireland's crown. <laughs> it's Rose McCann from the banks of the Bond. She's the star of the county down. Very good. Yeah. Near Banbridge Town in the county down one morning last July. From a boring green came a 
a sweet Colleen and she smiled and she passed me by. She looked so sweet from her two bare feet to the sheen of her nut brown hair. Such a coaxing elf, sure I shook myself for to see I was really there. From Battery Bay up to Derrick J, I'm from Galway to Dublin Town. No maid I've seen like a brown Colleen that I met in the county down. Guy decides to straighten up. The song ends with, uh, "I'm gonna, I'll dress in my Sunday clothes with my shoes shone bright and my hat cocked, right for a smile from my nut brown rose. No pipe I'll smoke, no horse I'll yoke." <laughs> yeah, and it's just you know, again, a traditional was written by Cathal McGarvey, McGarvey, Cathal McGarvey, Cathal McGarvey, from 1866 to 1927. So it was written sometime in that area. <laughs> it's a pretty big window. It's a big window. I, I assume probably in the early 1900s he wrote this song and it was picked up by the Chieftains and Van Morrison and is in this 1988 song. Again, just kind of reminds me of, of good old Ireland and makes me want to visit there. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. although when I go, I'm going to be smoking pipes and uh, yoking horses. <laughs> How do you yoke a horse? I well, yoke is like, isn't that like the like the, I'm a city the control? Girl. Yeah, I don't know the control. Is that the control panel for the horse? The, <laughs> you mean the bride, like the, the the steering wheel? Isn't that what you use to control the horse? Hey, I just learned something. I, I'm assuming I'm going to go with yes. You're right, and I assume it's spelled Y O K E and not Y O L K. Uh, a yoke is a wooden beam normally used between a pair of oxen or other animals to enable them to pull together on a load when working in pairs. There okay, so it's not a driver. It's not a. It's not a, a it, steering it, wheel. Okay, I think it, a yoke holds the horses together or the ox yeah. together. Maybe sheep. The shepherds use them too. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It just mentions ox. Sheep oxen, run free. I guess. Yes, they do. All the Are they all oxen free? Did you? Uh, did you see sheep when you were out there? Did you share a sheep? I did not share a sheep. Oh, you, sh- you should share a sheep. Yeah. Um, I'll go back. Oh, well, yeah. We'll have to yeah. do that. So, yeah. So there, shout out to uh, the lovely um, the lovely lady with nut brown hair, Rose McCann. Rose McCann. You can Rose- pronounce that easily. Yes. Rose McCann, the girl with the lovely nut brown hair. <laughs> Sally McMahon with the lovely stout brown stout. <laughs> <laughs> is a lovely brown stout. Is a, has a lovely brown stout. <laughs> okay, this was my my next song. I guess it's not obscure because it did go to number one in the UK in 1985. Do you remember the song uh, A Good Heart by Fergal Sharkey? No. <gasps> a Good Heart by yes. Fergal Sharkey? Fergal, okay, I'm probably mispronouncing that too. Fergal, Fergal, Fergal. Fergal. Fergal Sharkey. Fergal. Fergal Sharkey. That sounded more English than Irish. Fergal Sharkey. Fergal Sharkey. Okay, so we're going with Fergal. Fergal Sharkey. Fergal Sharkey. This Please was, tell me about. So this is, Fergal Sharkey is? He Well, he was uh, the lead singer of the Irish punk band, The Undertones, but he oh. had a solo career after. Yeah. Okay, I know you The know Undertones. You know The Undertones? You yes. do? Yes. I did not. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> we won't get into the undertone. I could have. Oh, I didn't even think of them list? as Irish. Oh, might have to throw some undertones in there. Yeah. And you've have you heard Teenage Kicks by the Undertones? No. Are you what, where have you been? I, I live under a rock, as we've established. Every time she walks down the street. 
This song was a pro- it, this was uh, produced by Dave Stewart. Eurythmics. Yep. He's a, is he Irish or he's English? Dave Stewart is. Dave is probably English. Well, uh, the song was written by Maria McKee of Lone Justice. Of Lone Justice. Okay, Los Angelino. And he is an Angelino. She, I think she went to Calabasas High School, didn't she? Could be. Pretty sure she's like our age. She is indeed. Yeah. <laughs> she wrote the song. It is about Ben Mont- her relationship with Ben Montench, you know, from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. She had just ended a relationship with him. The second track on the on this album, you, you Little Thief, was written by Ben Montench as a reply <laughs> to this to the Ooh, I guess like a rap to her battle. song. She wrote the song, even though Fergal Sharkey was singing it. Maria McKee wrote it, so he was actually he was friends with both of them. And he's probably the only artist to have ever recorded an answer record in response to a call song of his own. He says, this is possibly because having recorded A Good Heart, which was about Maria's Maria McKee's version of the split, and having a hit with it, he didn't want to show any favoritism, so then he recorded Ben Montench's response. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. I hear a lot of stories, I suppose they could be true, all about love and what it can do to you. After he gave up music in 1993 and became an A and R manager for Polydor, and then he kept working on that the other side of the industry. In 98, he became a member of the Radio Authority in the UK, and then he went on to become the British government's live music advisor. How about that? That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool career arc. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I really like his voice. I liked his voice on uh, A Good Heart. I just like the quality of his voice. Now knowing that he's Irish, I didn't think of him as Irish, but with the name Fergal. I didn't know his name. <laughs> I had no idea. All I knew was a song. I think it's pretty Irish. Totally. Yeah. You got any more I- Irish Irishmen or Irish women? Well, yeah, let's go women. The one woman I know that I have to mention is Sinead O'Connor. Do you have her? She's an honorable mention. because She should not yeah. be an honorable mention. No, she's, she is worthy of more than an honorable mention, <laughs> but I had too many others that I really wanted to highlight. Oh, okay. But, yes, yeah, Sinead deserves every bit of praise and acknowledgement. She... She's totally brilliant, and it's unfortunate that she's a little, little, troubled. little troubled. Exactly, she sings of the oppressed. Yeah. So I guess that's the Irish. Yeah, that's kind of the Irish way. Well, she feels for people. Yeah, she feels for people. I was going to go the opposite because Sunday Bloody Sunday mm-hmm. is not a rebel song. <laughs> Sinead O'Connor has a song called "This Is a Rebel Song," oh. alluding a little bit to the YouTube Sunday Bloody Sunday song. Mm-hmm. And actually, the YouTube song I saw 
She says she introduces this is a rebel song saying this is a love song. See, that's the thing about music. It could be a rebel song, a fight song, a love song. This is a love song. She's transfixing to me. Oh, she always has been. Totally. She's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful voice. It sounds voice. Irish. Yeah. It's, it's uniquely Irish, too, I think. You hear that Irish lilt in her tone. You do, but it also sounds angelic. And it's funny. A lot of the female female singers, Irish singers, have that. There's some, like almost a specific kind of passion to their voice. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the artists, some of the ones that I didn't, I was not going to highlight, but who I love, the chorus, her voice also. And then Enya. Yeah, definitely. Just there's something about their their the quality to their voice too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. They, they, they teach have, them to sing in Ireland. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that's oh, the Coors. I forgot about them. Yeah. And Enya. Enya was, was at the wave. That was all we played. Yeah. Was Enya. <laughs> Only Orinoco, time. Orinoco Flow. flow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. I, I So many good Irish artists, including. Okay, so this will be the last one we will talk about. Okay, good, because we, I was before actually. Before we wrap it up. I was actually cheating and trying to get a Brit in there. But I'm not going to now. Good. I was... Forget those Brits who invaded yeah. Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> I'm going because we don't. We can't speak about something that we don't know enough to. We know just enough. Just to, to get be in dangerous. trouble. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Just like our knowledge of uh, Irish history. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we're making light of it, but we understand that it's not a light. Topic. We're not really making light. Of it. No, not at all. Uh, I'm going with the Water Boys. Nice pick. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. I agree. It's good. Mike uh, Scott. Yes, exactly. You know, I always go with the hits. You should. Yeah. I couldn't choose. I went back and forth on these, so I'm telling you. So, A Girl Called Johnny, which, you know, is from their debut album, The mm-hmm. Water Boys. It's funny. He said it's a tribute to Patti Smith, which I did not know. Why not? 
We should all write tributes to Patty Smith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember Johnny So they, they're considered to be, the Waterboys are considered to be a British-Irish folk rock band. So I wonder if British is first. But they formed in Edinburgh. Scotland? Yes. Okay. In 1983. Where is, you've been to Dublin. Where is Scotland in relation to Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> Shall I show you on a map? Yes, please. <laughs> it is northeast. Yes, as northeast. Yeah. On the way to Iceland. Yes. <laughs> Just make a left turn, you hit Iceland. A left turn. So, and okay, and the other song um, was from the 1988 album Fisherman's Blues, mm-hmm. which you know the song I'm going to say. Right? No, go ahead, say World it. Party. Oh, okay. Which was actually the inspiration for uh, the band name, Carl for Carl Wallinger's band. band name. Yeah. Yeah, he was in that band. Yeah. Well, they, they say so Fisherman's Blues, that was in 1988. Yeah, they, they did add some traditional Scottish, they say, country music and rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, well, I mean, it's they they love the sea, and that's part of being Irish, I yeah. think. They're, it's, it's right. It's an island. Okay, are we just generalizing here? Well, no, I mean, that's it's, <laughs> it's Ireland true. is very small. Yes, it is. Yeah. And surrounded by water. And surrounded by water. <laughs> that's not a generalization. That's that's the truth. So there's, there's yeah. a lot of shipping, and that's yeah. I, I'm sure Mike Scott grew up around there in that area. I, you know, and that's that's what he wrote about. You you write what you know. Okay, you're up, Dave. It's your turn for the 1980s rock and roll quiz deck question. Uh, okay. As always, I expect you to get the answer to these questions with one sentence, maybe even one word, because right. you know everything. Now pick. <laughs> you got to stop saying that. <laughs> All right, there's my okay. card. So your card. All right. Question is, oh... <laughs> If anybody, this is custom made. These questions are custom made for you. It's The Pretenders, true or false? False. <laughs> true. False. Oh, no. Wait for the Wait. question. You probably know the answers without even asking. It's yeah. a trick question. Christy Hind was once a rock journalist. Correct. Yes. She was born in Akron, which we know. Correct. She moved to London. True. Wrote for Enemy. True. Did you know that? Yes. All right. Did okay. you read her biography? Autobiography. Oh, I did not. Oh, it's a good read. I should, okay. It's a really good read. All right. Yeah. I finished uh, Life is a Mix... What's the Rob Sheffield? The Life is a Mixtape. Oh, uh, Life is yeah. a Mixtape. Yes. Love, Love is a Mixtape. Love is a Mixtape. I just finished it. Oh, good. Very good. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sad and good. Very sad. Good and sad. All right. The group's self-titled debut album went to number one in the U.S. I don't know. Oh, is this a true or false question? True or false. I'm going to say no. Ah, very good. So, so no means false. Yes. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> the the Pretenders featuring "Stop Your Sobbing," a Ray Davies composition, and "Brass and Pocket" went to number one in the UK in 1980, but only managed number nine in the US. Number one in my heart. Yes, I know. <laughs> All right, they're number one. No, sorry, not number one. 
Their 1984 album, Learning to Crawl, got its name from Chrissy Hines' new baby with Kinks founder Ray Davies. I, I don't think that's true. I th- You're I right. Think, I think it's because, so you st- because this was the album after the deaths of, uh, of two band members. And that's why she called it Learning to Crawl. You are so good at this. Well, I... So don't say that's not true. Say it's false. <laughs> okay. Okay? False. Or I'm going to have to mark, give you only half credit. Oh. Wow, you are a tough grader. <laughs> yes. Though Hine did have a baby with Davies, the album name refers to the band starting over after tragedy. In 1982, Honeyman Scott died of a drug overdose. Farndon followed in 83, learning to crawl featured back on the chain gang, thin line between true love and hate, between love and hate and middle of the road. It was a one-two gut punch, I think. Jeez. I remember that, but I just, I didn't, well, it says 82 and 83. So. Who was the, uh, who else did uh, Chrissy Hine has a, a child with another rock star? Uh, well, she was with Jim Kerr. Very good. Yeah. Of the band? Simple Minds. Very good. Yes. They have a kid? I'm pretty sure they do. Hmm. We'll, have to, huh. we'll, have to, we'll have to Google it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I know they were they were a couple for a long time, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that they they have a child. Huh. Well, who's probably not a child anymore. Correct. Yeah. Craziness. Okay, last question. There's more? One more. The Pretenders have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, I would say I would say yes, but I don't know if they are. Yes. Okay. You would because say true. I would say true. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> the band was inducted on March 14th, 2005. Okay. I have a lot of, uh, there's a lot of bands that are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That should be. Not a fair process. Uh, well, there you go. A show. A we show. did. Thanks for listening to What Difference Does It Make? Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy and festive. All right. If we had a drink, we would... Uh, We're toasting. There you, you go. There you go. Some Jameson. And some Guinness. And some... Well, we don't like Guinness, though. All right. So we'll okay. Drink. I'll take your Guinness. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Check us out. Social media. Yes. Twitter, WDDIM Podcast. Instagram, WDDIM Podcast. Facebook, What Difference Does It Make? Tweet us, like us, ask us questions, tell us we're wrong about something we might have said in one of our shows. There's a lot. (laughs) Anything, we welcome it. What Difference Does It Make is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast family. All right, until next week, this is Dave. Holly. Check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.